uh, high and uh, I have taken quite a long break after after many, many weeks of continuous uh, having guests one after another. And I'm glad uh, that I have a guest who actually reminded me that we had a podcast recording to do. Uh, it's very rare that my guests call me up and say, let's do this. Uh, most of the time I have to find uh, their time and uh, ability to be on the podcast at that, that point of time. A lot of people are willing, a lot of friends are uh, very close and they are wanting to try this. But uh, the guest we have today is Bindi Bhatt, somebody who I've worked with uh, on many, many projects uh, in events. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it to you, Bindi, to give us a bit of uh, introduction. Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me and I know I called you up today, but thank you for chasing me and reminding me again and again that, okay, we have to do this. So yes, I did put my famous checklist and my alarm on that today we have to do this. Yeah, um, yeah about me, I have been an event manager all my life and been a microbiologist who has turned into an event manager. Yes, a lot of people don't know that about me. But yeah, now I've been in the industry for about 15 years. And uh, apart from that, which I'm very, very passionate about, the other thing that I really like is to travel and to explore new places and things. So these two things kind of make my life great. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. So uh, you've been asking me a couple of times, uh, what is the format? What can I do? Or uh, what do I do on the podcast? So I want to actually bring up a question that pertains to both of us in a way. Uh, I have been contemplating on how I deal with the questions on the podcast since I have no preconceived notion about what is it uh, that should be done or what are the answers that I expect. I've had these kind of questions from guests who come on and who ask me, So what kind of uh, answers do you expect? Or after it is done, they sometimes ask me, so was it good? Uh, Did you get the kind of uh, answers that you wanted? I have no clue what I want from the podcast. The one thing I definitely know that uh, I want guests who've lived life uh, as much on their terms as is possible. uh, And they have fought for their space to be themselves and uh, thankfully over the years I have been very lucky to make friends and uh, even professional colleagues who have been very very sorted about how they want to uh, live their lives. It is not that they do not have vulnerabilities and that is the uh, is the moving force behind this series particularly. So it's called the vulnerable me. And my question to you comes from the fact. Now, this question is vis-a-vis being prepared for a podcast, having a set uh, of questions saying, okay, you answer this. My reason for not doing it most of the time is that I do not want a sense of being in control. I like the sense of not knowing what's coming next. And trust me, there have been days uh, I've done a podcast on fear many, many many months back and there was a point in the chat where I was so fearful that I had freezed. It didn't show up on camera 
but just the right question wasn't asked and we kind of had a uh, normal question answer. So I managed to defreeze at the right time. Otherwise, it is that honest and authentic. So my question to you, I, however, if I were in your place, I would also perhaps ask, yaar, kuch to, uh, de do, kuch direction de do aur kuch nahi do. Why are we so concerned about having a methodology to fall back upon? What is it that uh, makes us comfortable or uh, makes us uncomfortable when it doesn't happen? What are your thoughts on this? So my thoughts are that uh, for me, I have been in the system of events and I work like that. And that's my pattern of working. And it's been for last 15 years and things like that. I've in general been a very meticulous and a, a well-planned person. And uh, what I mean by that is I already I always like to foresee that something what is about to happen or what may happen. And I always need my plan A, B, C in place. Like it's very, I mean, I dare not get caught without a plan. You know, that's my uh, setting for myself. And if there is no plan, then I make an impromptu plan. Uh, but that is also a plan. You know, I love doing show running. And the uh, main thing uh, in a show run is a cue sheet, is a tech sheet, which tells you um, things that are going to happen in order on stage. Even if I'm going for a dinner, say, for example, I like to have that little plan in my head. It's not written down anywhere, but I'm planned to that level that I know that I'm going to take 45 minutes to drive. So this is the time I leave. This is the time uh, I'm going to start getting ready. This is the time I'll finish work. So I have that little thing that I need to be pre-planned. Sometimes it may not be possible to be planned for a long for for a really long future like for a long duration but that little plan to me helps me be very confident because at least i know that if a certain situation arises this is what i will do and uh, to me that is very important that and i can be prepared of what my next step is only when i know what the plan is and that that gives me a lot of confidence and uh, I mean, that's my reason of always being prepared and always uh, having that something in my hand to uh, start with. Okay. So I have a two-pronged question on this, uh, mm -hmm. a provocation, uh, if I were to call it. One provocation is being in events. You work with a lot of people. You may have your plans and cue sheets and everything ready. And your plan A, B, C, D, whatever you have. My understanding of what I have seen, I have been in production uh, for a while. And uh, I also used to, I used to wake up uh, at 3.30 in the morning to have that one hour to myself. 4.30 onwards, all calls had, start, had to start. You had to know whether the cameraman had left and uh, the car had reached the, uh, whoever we were shooting and things were okay. But I needed that one hour to sort myself out who has to do what and do I know that I have all my cards on the table in terms of uh, have I uh, done the pre-prep like pre-prod properly. But having said that, there was always some police wala would come or the car puncture would happen and 
somebody would be hungry or somebody would be unwell on the spot or the light man would say the light is not working or and yeah. in your case so much more okay now this is first part of the question the second part is life mother is bigger than events and it is the biggest event of our life <laughs> so life likes to trip us it really likes the fact that we are confident and we are in control so it just comes and throws that little spanner in the works Okay, let's see how your gears are moving now, and what happens now. Now, with this kind of, and you are not like one sixteen-year-old that you do not know. You have really lived your life, and fifteen years you spent in events. How do you, how do you not trust the process itself by itself without your doing things properly? Do you want to just think aloud on that because there is no proper question there, but that space of knowing things are going to go wrong there is a cue sheet in hand you know it is useless it's not going to work now what and you suppose your plan is dependent on another person now what are you going to do so how do you deal with this mess internally for me the, i also have that one instinct and that probably comes from experience of uh, you know doing th- doing so many things wrong Uh, that i know that uh, if something goes wrong and it's without my control i'll just trust my instinct and do the next thing immediately so that uh, happens uh, absolutely like a second nature to me so that is one um i mean i in terms of life i should also point this one thing out that while i know i'm so planned and while i want to know the plan uh, i am also a freelancer and for somebody like us uh, we don't know what work is going to come tomorrow so that is a very big aspect of my life that is very um, like i would say it's in the air i don't know what work will come after one week i don't know if even i will even have work after one week whether i would yeah. be uh, yeah. relaxing somewhere or whether i would be um, being frantic somewhere so uh, while i like to be that for some reason i don't know why i found comfort in being a freelancer and that was one thing that i think it's the biggest thing that i have left unplanned like whatever comes comes whatever mm-hmm. next work comes comes sometimes i just sometimes there's no work and i just be like okay fine things will come things will move on its pace so there are there are very these are very two different aspects of my life uh, that are whatever i know and is in the pipeline i need that to be planned and whatever i don't know i just leave it as it is and the pipeline things i think i trust my gut i trust my instinct and uh, sometimes i just like of course uh, silly things happen and then you realize okay probably do something else and it would work and after thought is always there ye karna chahiye tha ye bolna chahiye tha this could so that is there but then i just let it go uh, that is there okay so it's a wonderful answer in fact you opened up the next question for yourself in a very beautiful manner Uh, i want to bring up an aspect that i have in my personality i want to know what is there in your mind you spoke about uh, the insecurity of or you didn't term it as insecurity but the not knowing aspect being unsure about what's coming next in terms of work and yeah. with the kind of seniority that we have for so many years we work we demand a certain sense of respect the kind of work that we'll pick up 
kind of money we'll charge. Uh, we stand with our clients. Obviously, you have to deliver. That is a that's a given. I have realized one of the things that helps me is always being alert, and not in a negative sense. It's like uh, you are making a plan, but I I put the sense of being unsure about the plan. So if there is a family dinner happening and we are going and there's a birthday in the family or anniversary or whatever, I know we are going to have fun and. Uh, but I'm always mentally alert that something might happen which may trip this. Like some immediate thing needs to be done. Sir, this is on fire or that is on fire. We need to solve this. And I've learned to be at peace with it. So it is actually quite volatile a situation. But my family will not know. I know I have to do this. But I find that space where I'm able to not solve it, but let it just be there and let it resolve itself in the best way possible. Do you have something like that? And what is that modus operandi or how do you deal with things which are inherently unsure considering that we are uh, freelancers of sorts? I normally don't have a plan, uh, but, at lot, but a lot of times when I don't have something in the pipeline or when I don't know that what is going to happen. Or so, for example, if I've been called for just a quick catch up, uh, like, for example, right now, right? Like you called me and you, we didn't have a plan. Like I didn't know what is going to happen here. Yeah. I just let it be after a while. So that's exactly what I do. I know the bigger plan like this is what I'm going to do but I don't know nitty gritties of it and I just leave it at there saying that okay let's see it may be an experience so I kind of yeah I am not somebody who will dig deep into it but okay. yeah if there is something that is in my head and it's like you know constantly uh, annoying me just the thought that this this is coming up you don't have this you know sometimes you have that uh, little voice in your head which tells you, okay, what are you going to do tomorrow? What are you up to? It doesn't let you be at peace. Like even when you are sometimes enjoying with your family on a Saturday evening and you have a deadline that is there, you know that, okay, two slides need to be completed and you have not done that because you had a brain, uh, like a freeze of thought or something like that. But that constant nagging feeling that comes, I think even I have this... Uh, Tried, I just try to let it be. It can just be there. And I continue with my uh, routine that I have to. I don't actually... Uh, Resolve it. In, I, yeah, I don't try to engage it too much. Wherever okay. I, I think I can do something, I'll do. Otherwise, I just leave it. Okay, this is, uh, again, very beautiful because I didn't think of the question while asking you this. What is the space of accepting it? Because disaster is one step away, we are aware of that. It's not that we are irresponsible people that we do not know if we do not send this. Like in my case, if I do not send the line, I always do not get the kind of clients uh, who are patient about waiting or something. But I've, I've realized with my own uh, inner sense of environment that I create, when I am at peace, so if I'm talking to you, even if you are hassled, and I'll tell you, just wait. I'm going to resolve it for you. But this time, you are not going to get it. And I'm quite firm about the time you are not going to get it. 
irrespective of however panicky you are and you are saying the building is on fire if i do not have a fire extinguisher i am not coming but i am telling you wait i may have a plan and because like you said gut instinct is there and you you know if if it's resolvable or not but you do not know what it is so i i teach them through force you have to be patient this will get resolved tomorrow uh, you will be able to resolve it somewhere uh at that point of time i think it starts to work on the client as well they also in spite of being very uh, much into this kind of knee jerk reaction so tomorrow because i also do a lot of advertising work besides events work uh there are deadlines hovering all over uh, tomorrow this has to go up and this has to be this artwork has to go but how do you define this space my question specifically is this how do we define this space how do we take it for granted that something will get uh, sorted considering that we really do not have an answer and it's not that we have an answer and we are delaying it it's just that we do not have an answer how do we do this so for me it has uh, been either or if it's a me problem somewhere where i am the one responsible to uh, give you a solution like in your case like you are the one who's going to write or i am the one who is going to make the presentation that is a me deliverable so that is something that i know will be done and i of course have an approach that okay i'm going to try to uh, adhere to your deadline but it's going to be plus and minus and i let that be i don't uh, i'm not the one who doesn't answer calls or answer response uh, respond to messages a lot of times what i have found is that the moment you don't respond although if you are if you are delayed and your client is following up with you and you don't answer their calls that makes them even more uh, hyper or impatient for me my it's very simple i keep the communication going they should know that i'm there it's delayed but i'm there and i'm going to solve it i'm there it's i'm not gone absconding that is my thing if it's a me thing uh i think even if somebody else is supposed to find a solution and i am the one who's the cs person like we say the link between the production and the client i still try to calm them down i'm not the one who would not answer calls so i like that communication to flow i like to tell them that okay hold on and their things will be done it may get delayed may not get delayed that is something that i can just talk to them and make them understand but yeah i never go silent on them uh, beautiful i i like your answers because they are leading to their own questions by themselves i don't have to do too much work so uh, since this is uh, under the uh, idea of the values workshop there we cover values i i just found that uh, this last thing that you mentioned that you don't go silent you actually pick up the call and tell them what the disaster is rather than you didn't even bother about saying i explain or this or that you were very matter of factly in the way you put this and i also find that this is a great help to tell them the truth even when it is not a very enjoyable process that this has not been done i have not touched your script uh sometimes we also uh, there is something called half truths that lot of people talk about in my case uh, 
suppose you've given me a script to do and I have, I began it, but I have not managed to move forward or there is some discomfort I have with it or I have it or I don't have it or whatever. I actually land up telling you I am not happy with it. So it's not a not the exact technical truth that you want to hear because I cannot explain it to you what is my problem with it. But very uh, frankly, I'll tell you, I am not happy with what I have. I will not give it to you. Uh, yeah. You will have to wait. So there are chances. There are certain clients who keep on you know, uh, pushing that thing. But over a period, I have realized that I, I decide to work with people who are who are respectful of the truth. It may not be a palatable version of what you want to hear. And uh, also sometimes I stay quiet. I, we are also wrong at times. That cannot be denied. Irrespective of being truthful and this, and uh, they may actually land up firing uh, for the right reasons. You misunderstood what you were supposed to do. So at that point, I stay quiet. And uh, like I'll give you one example that recently happened. I was working with a script with a client who's been very fair with me most of the time. And uh, he landed up saying, this is the worst you've ever done in terms of the script. And I was a little taken aback. I said, but, uh, you know, when the brief was coming to me, no, uh, he landed up saying, this is the same as last year, which may be because of uh, financial reasons so that I don't have to charge much or something like that. But I, I misunderstood it to be that I don't need to put in too much effort. I just need to change a certain few phrases here and there and I have to give it to you. So I landed up doing that. The second time when he came, he fired me and then he said, okay, this is to be done. Still, I was not getting the hang of it. The third time he said, then I told him, I said, look, uh, somehow that thing is stuck in my head that we have to do it like last year. So I'm unable to get out of that rut. It is not your problem. I understand the client is firing you. But it is just my problem that as a creative person, I am unable to get out of that first thing that you told me. So give me some time. I'll rework on this. And I reworked. And after that, then I didn't bill him for some time. I said, let him cool down. Let's see if he wants to cut some money. Because finally, I like my clients to be happy. They are also agencies who are working for somebody else. So it kind of got sorted. He paid me my full money and he had completely forgotten about the problem. Because right in the middle of the problem, I, I told him exactly what was happening. And he was actually yelling at me on the phone. And I had nothing to say because I was also quite disappointed with myself that how can this be? Like I have done his work. I have done the same client's work a couple of times. Why is it not falling in place? But sometimes it's it's not a mechanical thing. You got to be, uh, you yourself have uh, been a creative for a small part of your job very often when you were unhappy with certain things. And you know it doesn't fall in place. It's not a set formula that you're going to sit and you're going to get the script of your life. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. So that kind of space where truth and honesty and uh, standing up for what you believe in, uh, being there for your client, keeping the communication lines open. My question now, very nice things to say, but when the fire is like really burning and you know that it's now going to uh, the client is really going to get cheesed off. How do you how do you sort it out to come to this point? No, I'll still speak the truth. I'll still keep the communication lines open. Because sometimes you just know. Uh, say even when you dealt with me, 
Sometimes I am unable to give you the script. You know it's not ready by like by miles, and your client is really uh, screaming. So at that point, how do you convince yourself? How do you convince yourself to do the right thing? me it's more like i said it's i like to keep the communication open i always tell them that okay this is still work in progress but instead i have this ready and i will give that to you so i all if i know that there is going to be a bad bad fire i, I always like to go with what they say is something else you know i will say it's not that i'm not giving you everything i'm going to give you something you know uh like if sometimes you go to a restaurant right and your food is taking time but the guy still gets that little uh sakrot or papad on your table just for you to munch you know i like to take that approach a lot of time you know uh, sometimes your uh, juice will come first but your food is not there or something else on the side will come first i do exactly that i will probably i that's uh, i will say okay this is not ready because a certain thing is taking time but yeah i have this that is already done or i have some other updates for you that may probably uh, that will be probably positive updates but if everything doesn't work then of course you have to take the rap a lot of times but uh, most of the times it i think it has worked not uh, giving uh, a but still giving b and c that has calmed them down uh i've taken that approach and it has worked for me that's good 